Cooking up a great portfolio with an investor. It's easy. Please tell us a bit about what this 4% rule is. So like I've said earlier on, is my goal is early retirement. I want to retire by 45. So to do that, the 4% rule comes in handy. So it was established in the in the early 90s and it said it takes the average return of the S&P 500, which is about 10%, and then you withdraw 4%, which means you sell 4% of your portfolio, which means then that your portfolio will carry on growing by 6%, which technically means that your money will never run out. And no one wants that. So let me give you an example. If your monthly expenses are 10,000 Rand, so in your, which means your yearly expenses are 120,000 Rand. Now, if you do some maths and algebra, I wasn't really good at that, but as far as my calculations go, um, you would need a portfolio value of 3 million Rand. Now, if you have a portfolio of 3 million Rand, you can technically live off your portfolio and never have to work again. And that's how I just find the 4% rule amazing on how you can track your progress on how close you are to retirement. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. <laughs> My name is DJ At Large and welcome to the Easy Dozen Podcast, your cool guide to investing with no jargon and no complications. Turn the stove all the way up and get your apron on as we'll be cooking up another great portfolio with an investor. This time around, we've got Sven Mayer. He uses the handle at FinanceEd underscore SA on Twitter. Now, Sven is 19 years old, believe it or not. He's making me feel like I'm a grandfather, right? He's a, he's a personal finance fanatic. He's a retail investor. And he really uses his social media platform to encourage and to teach people about how to achieve financial freedom through long-term ETF investing. I'm super excited to have him on the podcast we'll be cooking up a great portfolio with him and getting his recipe Sven, welcome to the easy does it podcast brother thank you so much for having me you're a really great pleasure to be here absolutely excited before we get into your recipe i've got a random money question for you brother so if your investment portfolio could speak to you what do you think it would say about you if it could speak i think it would say two things uh firstly it would say it actually didn't turn out too badly um, especially at the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. So it must have thought to yourself, what is this guy getting up to? And then secondly, um, I think it would say I'm a lazy investor. Uh, like you said, I pretty much just invest into ETFs. So yeah, I think it would say I'm quite lazy. You know what? We share that. I'm also a very lazy investor. I don't want complicated things. I don't want to be stressing about trying to find the best stock and it's going up. I, I don't want stress. So me and you definitely share that. Uh, exactly. I'm not lazy. I'm inefficient. <laughs> I like that approach to it. So Sven, I want to keep you on your investment toes. So I hope you've heard of the game Never Have I Ever. So I've got three statements. I'll give you those statements and then we'll chat a bit about them. So the first one is this. Never have I ever bought a stock or ETF because I had a good feeling about it. So a situation where you don't really do research, but this ETF is, is speaking to you for some reason. It's saying something. So just based on having a good feeling about it, have you ever invested into an ETF? So I was pretty much a beginner at the beginning. Um, so I had no idea what I was doing and I literally just bought stocks that I knew. Um, the one day I went into Woolworths 
uh, the Woolworths food was really good, so I just bought Woolworths stocks. <laughs> and and I actually think it's actually a good start because you know we we normally say on the Easy Does It podcast that you should invest in the brands that you know and love. You know Woolworths, you understand the model. You don't need to do much research. You know what the business is about. And I think sometimes that's a really good start, as opposed to investing in a company that has a really nice name but you have no idea what the company actually does. So let's get into the second statement, right? So never have I ever sold a stock or etf because i panicked so something's happening in the market or you're seeing a particular company trending for all the wrong reasons and you panic and sell have you been in that situation before uh unfortunately yes i'm all just gonna say what i'm gonna say is ec10 token um when i first when i first started that thing gave me stressful times it went up and down all the time luckily i got in quite low and then actually bought back again um, but there are also a few shares where I wish I had sold sooner, where the price just carried on dropping and dropping um, and unfortunately never bounced back. Oh, man. And in terms of EC10, are you still holding it or you've completely sold that? I am still holding that. I mean, there was a stage where I was up about 100%, but yeah, now I'm down back at under 50%. So, okay. um, yeah, I'm losing a bit of money on that right now. <laughs> I, I am as well a little bit, but I'm holding <laughs> on. So let's get into the third statement, right? So the third statement is this. Never have I ever showed off my investment portfolio online. I don't know if you've seen this, Fen, where people like send like a screen grab of, of the investments. Is this something that you've done before? I have. I am guilty of that, but I think there's a bigger picture to it. I do it to inspire people to show where I've come from. But I think it's important to be completely transparent, not to only show your wins, but also your losses. Especially in the in these last few months, the, the stock market hasn't been an eyesight at all. And I try to encourage and remind the long-term investors like myself to, if you zoom out, you don't have to be um, angry or be scared of, of those short-term volatility. So yeah, it, it is something that I do now and again. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think if you're if you're wanting to teach people and, and inspire them and show them that investing is for the long term and that there will be gains and losses, it makes sense. And then the other side of it, we have people who are then showing off and, and are really not, not being honest in terms of what investing is all about. So completely agree with that. I, I want to chat a bit about your money story because... I'll be honest with you, Sven. At 19, I was a first-year VIT student. I was not thinking about investing. I was thinking about partying. I was thinking about girls. I was thinking about drinking and shots. I was not thinking about investing. And so I'm really inspired that at 19, you are an investor. And not only that, you're starting to teach people. So I want to get into your money story. What encouraged you to, to start investing? And how did you discover Easy Equities? So it was quite funny. My parents kept teasing me and saying, no, all I want to do one day is earn a lot of money and be rich. But now looking back, I want to be financially independent. So my uncle actually told me about Easy Equities. Um, and yeah, on my 18th birthday, while in matric writing trial exams, I decided to open an Easy Equities account and just buy shares that I knew. Well, it's more like trade. I was trading at that point. But yeah, I was just buying shares that I knew that I came across in in shops shout out to your uncle because he's the one that was the catalyst for all of this which i absolutely love um i'm very curious to know because you've already mentioned your your uncle is money and investing something that's openly discussed within your household and family so it is to a certain extent especially my dad he's shown me the importance of budgeting and how budgeting can help you save more money but they were never really taught about investing and the importance of buying assets that appreciate 
So I was never really taught that money can make more money. I was I took accounting in school. However, I was never taught anything about investing. So I decided to take things my own hands. You know, at very least, the budgeting aspect was there. But then you took it upon yourself to learn a little bit more. And of course, your uncle also saying, hey, man, there's easy equities. Think about that. Now, you know, people often say that investing and understanding all of the jargon can be very, very difficult. I think it's even worse when you're 19 and very, very intimidating. So how did you navigate um, that at the beginning of your investment journey? As you said, you know, not knowing what shares to buy, not even knowing what a dividend is. How do you navigate all of that jargon? So it's actually quite funny. Um, I think like a lot of young teenagers, I played a lot of FIFA, actually too much FIFA. And there's a competitive mode called Ultimate Team where you, where you build your own team and you've got a, ba- a bad team at the beginning and you trade your way up to a good team. So you buy low and you sell high. So I thought I've got some good knowledge of FIFA trading. Let me just use that in the stock market. Um, yeah, that didn't turn out too well. Um, after a few weeks, I was like, Sven, this is not going to get anywhere. You have to educate yourself. So I started to read a book, um, How to Manage Your Money Like a Grown-Up by Sandbeck Bessinger and listen to a podcast, um, The Fat Wallet Show by Simon Brown, but also the Easy Does It podcast. And then it just went on from there. I feel um, the financial jargon, in a way, is like language by itself. If you've never learned French or have heard French before and you suddenly go to France, you won't understand a single thing. Um, and from then on, I've just decided to, you know, I want to educate myself, but also educate family and friends about it. And that's how I started my Twitter account. What you're saying is very important because um, when you do get into the space of investing, you need to spend some time understanding it, understanding the landscape and the language. And then hopefully you come across content and books that breaks it down and makes it very, very simple and relatable. So I'm so glad that you took that additional step to do a little bit of some research and some reading, uh, which I think is, is, is absolutely amazing. Uh, Sven, I mean, you're really, really young. We've spoken about this before. What words of wisdom and encouragement do you have for other young people who might be new to investing? They might be afraid to get started. So it's exactly that. Um, you did just what you said, to just get started. One of my mentors who's guided me along this way has said that failure is not the opposite of success, but it's part of it. You can only make mistakes if you do start. And Warren Buffett, one of the best investors, when he started at the young age, I think at at the age of 11, he made mistakes. He learned from those mistakes and look who he is now. Um, And people say that the best day to start investing was yesterday and the second day is today. So you just got to start and get over it. And Easy Equities has eliminated all challenges. I mean, you can invest as the comfort of my home. This morning, I put a few shares of money that I'd left over with you can start with five rand. Yeah, and, and I think that the, the lovely thing is this even the demo account. So if you really do want to get started, but you're a little bit nervous, then you can sort of just play around with the demo and, and just get a sense of how it works as well. Exactly. The beginning, I was so scared. All I, I invested was in 10 and 20 rand. And then I took bigger steps. And then once you're more comfortable and know what you're doing, you take those steps forward. Oh man, I love that approach. Now, I want us to, to, to put on our aprons, to, to turn on the stove, uh, and to start to get into cooking up your portfolio, right? And I think a great place to start, Sven, is how would you describe your investment strategy? I'm a long-term ETF, ETF investor. Like I said, I'm, I'm, some people say I'm boring. Um, I don't go in and analyze stocks for hours on end. I buy stocks that I like. I buy markets that I like, whether that's the S&P 500, which is the 500 biggest companies in the United States or here the top 40 com- companies in South Africa um, but yeah like I said I'm, I'm an ETF investor um, 
and just buy and hold. For those who, who are new to the Easy Does It podcast or are new to investing uh, and has no idea what an ETF is, uh, we recorded an amazing episode with the queen of ETFs, Nirina Fisser. Um, I think it was last year actually where she compares an ETF to the process of baking a cake. So if you're new to, to podcasting, go back, rewind to that episode and you'll get a sense of why Sven is such a fan of them as well. Uh, Sven, what keeps you motivated on your investment journey? Because like you said, sometimes your portfolio is up, sometimes it's down, sometimes you want to use the money for something else, instead you put it into an ETF. So what keeps you motivated in terms of your investment journey? So the important thing I think is setting goals. My One of my goals is early retirement. I want to be financially independent by 45. So just always having that goal in mind and looking at the steps to get to that goal keeps me motivated and dedicated to then suddenly not sell those shares and then go on holiday or buy drinks and go out with friends, but rather to stay dedicated onto my investing journey. And outside of investing, what do you like to do for fun? I'm an avid sportsman. I love going to the gym and just spending time with friends, I'm pretty much on the sports field all day. Also coaching teenagers and youth in sports but also love photography and traveling i love um, taking pictures and capturing memories for those who are new to investing what would you say are then the key ingredients to cooking up a great portfolio and also achieving financial freedom i would say there's two or three important things firstly it would be setting a goal every person has different goals whether that being is or saving towards a holiday or a new car or a house or early retirement um and once you've set a goal you learn how to get there, how much risk you're willing to take on, how long does it take, what um, returns are you expecting, and then you can decide how much you can contribute to that. And then secondly, something more important is that personal finance is personal. It, my strategy doesn't have to work for you. Stick to your strategy and you don't have to get distracted by all the chaos, especially now with social media, the hype that happens about on e- NFTs all the cryptocurrencies if you've got a strategy and it works for you stick to it very very important what you've mentioned you know the importance of setting a goal what do you want to achieve and then having a strategy to to achieve that goal and that's going to be different from one person to the other it doesn't even need to be complicated but you almost need to have your own sort of roadmap in terms of how do you want to get to x and when do you want to get to x as well so very very important ingredients in terms of of cooking up your portfolio so let's talk a bit about uh, uh, what's actually inside of that portfolio i know you're a huge fan of of etfs uh, what would you say have been your three best performing etfs uh, at the moment perhaps they might even be uh, some of your favorites if you would have asked me three weeks earlier i, I don't think i would have been able to answer the question because <laughs> my portfolio was down all the time but right now it's definitely the msci world um and the s p 500 and one of and then my favorite etf which is the core shares total world where i i can invest in over nine thousand companies in over 50 countries which i just still find oh, man, big ups to you I've, I've invested in two of of, of those that you've mentioned uh, and a couple of others so i've got a whole lot you're doing the right thing i've got a whole lot of etfs as well in mind let's talk about the worst performing etfs one important thing is um a friend of mine actually told me you no know, after going to the china etf and china's going to take over everything and, and it's going to perform well and it's not i'm down 25 percent on that and I, i've learned a lesson that even though people that that know what they're doing they might refer you to something that that won't go well so i'm down on that one and but then also the ec10 token that's not looking too well and then actually one of my first stocks that i bought i've decided to keep because as a lesson just to remind myself of where i started 
Um, it's a mining company. It's an Anglo Gold where I'm down about 55% on that. But I'm just holding until I one day hopefully make a profit <laughs> on that. Two of those I've also invested in. So our portfolios look pretty much uh, the same. They're like cousins. <laughs> what, what you said is so important about Anglo. Um, you know, just to, to remind you of, you know, the journey of investing it's not easy shares will go up and down but if you spend some time doing your research uh not being under pressure not taking everybody's advice and and using it to buy shares you know you can have a, a successful portfolio that's up uh, when buying shares in companies or selecting an etf spin uh, what type of research do you do i'm going to share as well what research i do because we're pretty much the same I'm, I'm a lazy investor so i'll give you a little bit of my tips but i'm keen to hear about how do you do your research so I generally, there's one website which I find amazing and that's Easy ETFs. So you just type in, I'm into the total world. So the US, the UK, South Africa, Brazil, China, I want the whole global thing. So that's why I invest into the Corsair's total world. But if you just want to invest into the top 40, you can invest into the Satrix top 40 or the biggest 500 companies in the United States. That's Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, IBM, all the big companies. You've got the... Uh, Signia S&P 500 for that and in the easy ETF it compares the different ETFs very nicely it shows the total expense ratio if it pays out dividends and all those sub stuff and that's really a, a website that I love <laughs> it's such a great resource that Easy Equities has developed I use it of course I use uh, the research portal that Easy Equities has but I depend on the research and the knowledge of other people that I respect and I trust within the industry. So, I mean, I follow all of the big guys. I mean, I even follow you just to get a sense of what's happening in the world because I know I don't have all the time to do all the research. So I need to find people or websites that will do all the research, distill it and make it simple so that when I'm reading and I'm comparing, I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. So <laughs> that's how I tend to use it. And, and using sites like easy etfs to make my life simple i don't have the time to compare various etfs but if there's a site that can do that i think it makes life a little bit easier so me and you were definitely on the same uh, wavelength now i did mention sven that i follow you on social media and you recently did an interesting thread this is on twitter about the four percent rule please tell us a bit about what this four percent rule is so like i've said earlier on is my goal is early retirement i want to retire by 45 so to do that the four percent rule comes in handy so it was established in the in the early 90s and it said it takes the average return of the s p 500 which is about 10 percent and then you withdraw 4%, which means you sell 4% of your portfolio, which means then that your portfolio will carry on growing by 6%, which technically means that your money will never run out. And no one wants that. So let me give you an example. If your monthly expenses are 10,000 Rand, so in your, which means your yearly expenses are 120,000 Rand. Now, if you do some maths and algebra, I wasn't really good at that, but as far as my calculations go, um, you would need a portfolio value of 3 million Rand. Now, if you have a portfolio of 3 million Rand, you can technically live off your portfolio and never have to work again. And that's how to find the 4% rule. Amazing on how you can track your progress on how close you are to retirement. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting and very easy uh, way to sort of track it. So that's why I was so interested in that thread that you had shared um, on, on Twitter. Uh, one other thing that I'm very curious to know is if you could have a sneak peek into somebody else's portfolio, uh, who would it be and why? Um, there would be two people. One is definitely Warren Buffett. I mean, he is the, yeah. the goat of investing. 
just how far he's come and how much his, his stocks have compounded. And then there's another famous but very controversial one. I think it would be Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, in his portfolio, he's got a lot of real estate, but there's quite a few interesting things that he has to say about equities and about stocks. So I would actually want to see what he has in his portfolio. Ah, ah interesting. Warren, definitely. Warren Buffett is, is at the top of my list for sure. Uh, Sven, where do we find you on, on, on social media? On Twitter, it's finance ed sa finance ed underscore sa and instagram the same oh man absolutely amazing Sven, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the easy does it podcast and uh, giving us a sneak peek into your portfolio thank you so much dj at large really really appreciate for having me here this episode is an example that you're never too young you're never too old to start your investment journey you don't need to be einstein you just need to have that passion and you you need to have that vision that you want to actually you know build a financial future you want to have financial freedom so a 19 year old retail investor a personal finance fanatic who's completely owning the market big shout out to you sven mayer on the easy does a podcast your cool guide to investing thank you for pressing play on the easy does it podcast a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcasts let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities at easy equities